0: Uh, you know what? I, that was—it was honestly some of my best choreography. Mm-hmm. Usually, I leave the choreography up to Bart. I was feeling very creative that night. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling- I don't want
1: to talk about that.
0: No. For those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes, one film at a time. I am here as always with my dear friend, my compatriot, Mr. CJ LaRoche, who is also in this moment, the love of my game. CJ, how are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. We're doing for love of the game. The way you sound, it sounds like we're doing tin cup.
0: Well done with the Costa reference. Yes, I am in transit. I'm recording this from my mother's house in Florida and I forgot to pack my mic. So our audio is going to be not the best, but the vibes that we provide you will be better than ever.
1: Absolutely. By the time you you get we get done with the, you today, you're going to feel compressed.
0: <laughs> How many more of these do you have?
1: <laughs> How long have you been doing this with me? You know that they just they he's just keep rips. coming and coming rips. and coming. Uh, yeah. No, to answer your question, man, I'm good. Uh, I am, you know, here in New York, I got to watch uh, the conclusion of the Costner trilogy. Uh, Kevin Costner plays uh crash Davis who is now later in his career. <laughs> he's turned into a pitcher. Uh, he's retconned his past uh, and he's ready to, you know, make one last go of it here at a uh, Yankee stadium. Uh, no, no, no. He of course plays uh, the great aging Picture Billy Chappell, uh in For Love of the Game, directed by Sam Raimi. I know, right? Weird choice. Which I had forgotten all about. Um, it's kind of his first so, yeah. big Hollywood picture. His first big Hollywood picture, uh, and it shows. Yeah, uh, and and we'll get into that. Um, but you know, this I think that this movie is. Uh, I remember I remember watching it for the first time and, and sort of being in and out on it. Yeah. Uh, and then the next time that I watched it, I like really sat down full, full on in it. Um, and it's got there's some issues. There's got some issues. Um, but, you know, it, it's a very emotional piece. Uh, it, it's by far the most realistic baseball that we've seen thus far. There's a few things that we'll talk about, um, but the baseball really, really works. And uh, I'm excited to to be here and do most of the talking so that people don't have to listen to your crappy microphone.
0: Wow, well, you know what? That's fair. You know, but I, i've been I've been happy that you've been taking the lead on these baseball episodes anyway, because you are so knowledgeable about it, and I learned so much from it. So I, I'm down for it. I gotta say the thing about this movie, this is my first time watching this movie, and it's it's not a perfect movie, but there are some things in it that are really, really spectacular. I think it's so
1: good. I think big picture, it's quite solid big picture. Absolutely. From, from top to bottom. Um, it's a, it's a wonderful viewing experience. Uh, the story I think for the most part really, really nails it. There are some things that I would change, uh, in the execution of the story. I think that some of it does fall short. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but like I said, as far as the baseball goes, when they're in a stadium or, you know, in the training complex in Lakeland, um, it paints a picture of, I just explosive peed all over the place. My apologies, everybody. <laughs> it ain't a picture of what it must be like, or what it must have been like for this man, you know, who came up like in 84, his second year, they win the world series. That happened to the Detroit tigers. This is a fictional character just so everybody knows this yeah, is yeah. not a real person. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Is it based? It could be based on somebody in the director or the writer's head. Um, but it's really solid, man. And you know, the way that the way that he is on the mound, you know, what, is, what does he say? Like, uh, clear the mechanism, clear the mechanism. Oh, oh my gonna God. I'm going to say that
0: for the rest of my life. <laughs> clear the
1: mechanism. Cause it's
0: the way the crowd gets, um, all the picture around him gets hazy too.
1: Like it's just, yeah. Him. it becomes it becomes the background of your Google meet, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's amazing. And, and that, you know, I, I, as much baseball as I watch, like I often don't think about that. Right. Like these guys aren't machines, mm-hmm. you know, from, from a very young age. Uh, I, I always tried to learn. I was like, I'm not rooting for this person. I'm rooting for the uniform. Yeah. Like I root for the laundry Because I I fully understand that these are human beings and they are fucking flawed, right? So like you always hear about the domestic violence, the drug use, like all of this stuff that goes on with professional athletes. It doesn't just go on with professional athletes. It goes on with everybody. Yeah. But they're they're in the public eye, right? We hear about their transgressions. So very early on, I was like, I can't. I can't put these people on pedestals. Like I just have to just root for the laundry and be the, the crazy sports fan that I am. That being said, they are human beings. Yeah. They're just like you and me. And when you watch this movie, you realize like, yeah, that happens, especially in New York. Like I'm in the stands yelling at people that all the time. I told you when City Field first opened like that. Hey, Harper, you suck. I was yeah. like, there it is. Oh, my God. There it is. That must be where we got it. Um, but the way that they are able to just blur the background to tune everybody out and go out and dominate and do the amazing things that they do on the baseball diamond on the football field, on the soccer pitch. It's unbelievable. And, you know, they know how to clear the mechanism, man. That's like just the perfect way to describe it.
0: I thought that was so cool. And when they started that clear the mechanism moment, I was just like, that's the first time I was able to say, Oh, they're performers.
1: 100%. They're
0: performers because every, every time I've been a part of a show, that was sort of a, a career step for me that opening night had an unbearable amount of stress and anxiety attached to it and there's so much overcoming that you have to go through to just be able to perform and do your job and when he did that i was just like oh my god he has to play this sport effectively and he has all of this emotional baggage factoring into that and at the end of the day nobody cares about the emotional baggage because he has to throw the game he has to throw. That first pitch.
1: Yeah. Now, now you, I'm throw glad that you inti- brought up, I said throw the game, but that's not the throw phrase the that I meant, but you know what yeah, I meant? That, that means losing on purpose. Yeah, no, he's got to throw you know. the pitches. He's got to throw hundred, hundred and twenty pitches. I'm yeah, no, you're learning. doing great. Thank no, you. you're doing great, man. No, you please. you you, you be you be good to yourself., uh, <laughs> but I'm so glad that you mentioned opening night, right? because as as theater performers and musicians and stage managers and technicians and you know everybody that 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 goes into making a show, we have those jitters, right on opening night. Absolutely. and then maybe like on the second night or third night. But like as you get into the run, like the pressure starts to, Starts to alleviate a little bit. Sure. Baseball players, especially guys that play every day, man, that's 162 games a year where the pressure is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and it's not something that you've rehearsed. I mean, you've practiced, you know, a lot, but every pitcher is different. Every pitcher through the course of the game is different. You know, you could be up there facing Billy Chapel at 40 years old, throwing you 96 mile an hour gas out of nowhere. And then the next guy that comes in can't get it above 90, but his shit spins like a course screw. You know, it's wild. It it's gives wild. you, a, it gives you a real appreciation. You can tell man, right from the start with this thing, like how much Kevin Costner <laughs> loves baseball. Yeah. Like he is so into baseball. He's one of our greatest champions for the sport that there is.
0: Well, you know, he, he waved his feet to be in this movie.
1: I did not know that. So wow. here's the,
0: here's the tea about this movie. and I love this production tea of it because this movie did not do well. No. Yeah, it did not recoup. It did not do well. And they, it was initially put together as a Tom Cruise vehicle. Oh, wow. How yeah.
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, I could see it. And then they, they shifted it, and they wanted Kevin Costner. Uh, but they couldn't afford his fee. At that point, he was making it. was 1999. He, yeah. He's the guy from Prince of Thieves. He makes $20 Mega million. Star. $20 million a movie base, you know? And so he waived that for a larger percentage of the gross, but he said he wanted final cut Mm. and and they gave it to him and he was happy with the cut. They said they wanted, and they said it had to be under two hours and PG 13. Right. And so the big conundrum was they had a cut that he liked and it was two seventeen, and they cut 10 seconds of dialogue to make sure it went PG 13. And he felt betrayed because he was like, I got the movie where I wanted it. And wow. Universal had to release a statement being like, we appreciate him. We respect him. but um, And you're, it, it's really kind of lousy to talk about a movie that you've worked on right before it's released. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he was disappointed that they were releasing it PG-13 and he was very vocal about it. And then there was, um, I mean, to the point of they felt that they had made an accommodation for him to let it be 217. And Sam Raimi was like, Yeah, but the, the agreement was PG 13. So they had to, you know, we just, it's 10 seconds of dialogue. We cut some bad words out. And um, they offered him, he made such a fuss that they offered him his salary. They said, We'll pay you the 20 million. And he still declined it. Wow. He said, No, you I- welched. But- I, noticed,
1: I, yeah, I noticed that when she said, I don't screw, I was like, Oh, that's a weird edit. Yeah. But it must have been, that must have been one of the things. She must have said something else.
0: Oh, I'm sure of it. Um,
1: oh, hilarious! Yeah, wow, wow, wow!
0: It's crazy, but he does love baseball. He was so fantastic in this
1: movie. Yeah,
0: he got nominated for Razzie, and I thought he performed so well in this movie.
1: No, he prefer- he performed great. The- I think the problem with the film is the film. Yeah, I think that it's it's there's a we it's just not it's disjointed, you know. And Talk it's to me like about
0: this because I actually liked the storytelling aspect of it when they did the first flashback. The first thing I thought was like, gee, I hope they stay in this one game the whole time. I literally thought that. And then when they started doing that, I was like, how interesting.
1: Oh, I like the, I like the, the, the staying in the game. I like yeah. the flashbacks. I think that when I say it's disjointed, it, it could be a tonal thing. I don't know. I just, I'm wondering at times when I watch this movie, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. Right? Is this a fantasy? Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm caught in a landslide. And that was that was not a, that's not a real thing. Um but I'm just a little confused as to as to what I'm looking at. Right? Because the music and the cinematography and the storytelling, it doesn't it doesn't jive for me. Right? And I feel like I would have liked to have gotten his teammates a little bit more. I would have liked to gotten to know them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite mo- moments in the whole movie is when he says to um uh davis birch you know i'll miss you most of all scarecrow because you could tell that they had like a really deep relationship and and i've been on i you know even in like you know i was never in the big leagues obviously but when i was in little league and i would face i would pitch against my best friends those were the bats that i got really got up for yeah you know and i would have loved to just explore that a little bit more i felt like the love story was a little heavy-handed in that, it had no real effect on what he was doing on the hill.
0: No. It, well, it did, but no more than any of the other elements that they dabbled with.
1: Right. And the stakes for me in the love story weren't nearly as high as the stakes for him to pitch this perfect game. Right. Because when she breaks things off, she says, you and the ball and the game. Yeah. Right. Right. So why is he thinking about her in this particular moment in time? I get everything else. Like mm-hmm. I get why she's there. I I understand, you know, the, that, that we need a lo- we need a love story obviously. Right. Cause it's Hollywood. But for her to say those words, you and the ball in the game, and you can do it. I would think that he wouldn't really be thinking about her that whole time. He'd be thinking about the relationships of the people in front of him, his relationship to the game, I think there was a missed opportunity to bring his dad in more that, um, that payoff could have been so much more significant. It, it could have been so much more significant, Andrew. And I'll tell you when you're, when you have like, okay. So like bull Durham, mm. the stakes for for him with Annie in that movie are real and, and present and the game is secondary. Yeah. Right. Because he's at the end of his career and she's the only one that knows that he has this, you know, uh, record that he's going after field of dreams. The relationship with him and his wife is huge mm-hmm. because she's supporting him. But also if he fails, if this doesn't work out, then their marriage and their life together is, is on the, is on the, is, you know, is on the frink, is on the Fritz is, is on the frink. brink, right? Frank. It's on the Frank, the <laughs> Frank, uh, in this, she's broken it off and she's going to London. Yeah. Right, So the stakes there, for me, if you want to look at it from a storytelling perspective, the only way to make those stakes important is for him to not pitch. But since we have this beautifully, wonderfully constructed idea of him throwing this perfect game, I think that we spent too much time learning about her and not enough time learning about the stakes that are present in the moment. And that, for me, makes it disjointed.
0: I love that you brought that up because one thing that I did notice about this movie was the way sometimes there's small flashback setup payoff, right? Right. So small flashback setup when he's he's drinking and he's upset that Birch is going to the Yankees and he's like how much money do you need to make, you know? Yeah. And he's like yeah. I'm worried about my family. And then we go back to why this moment we go right back to why him pitching against him is significant and how he his knowledge of their relationship. He's able to get in his head and strike him out. No question. Right. Right? I loved how tight that was. Um, I thought. That sort of encapsulation should have been copy pasted more.
1: Should have been copy pasted more exactly. Because exactly, because
0: look at what's important. What's important at the beginning, present day, is that she doesn't show up, right? right? She doesn't show up, and then she's in the waiting room and she's a mess, and he has to walk out to Central Park to find her. Yeah, and and they which have is that.
1: magical that you know she must have had an early uh, GPS tracker. Maybe she had the COVID vaccine, and that's yeah. how he was able to find her.
0: He found her so quickly and they managed to wind up at the baseball diamond. Like
1: it was. Yeah. Also he was staying at the Waldorf, which yeah. I'm not sure is anywhere near Central Park. No, is it? no like it's it's a couple of avenues over
0: magical movie, New York. He found her while she was walking away. Yeah. But that said the match cut to that would be her standing him up for their date. Right. But we got about 40 minutes setting up why it was important that he not stand her up which I get that that scene wanted to be set up. It's just that there was so much air and screen time devoted to setting that one payoff off, but yeah. we do it later in two scenes and we yeah, do the and same trick later.
1: Air is the absolute right word, man. There's too much air in this thing. Oh yeah. You know? And the, like when it, when it's really jumping, when it's really exciting is when there's things happening. But I think that that story with her, that side hustle, <laughs> if yeah. you will, to the main story drags it down.
0: Also, how many times is he going to follow her out of the building, explaining his feelings to her? Like right. she is forever walking away from him, you know? And so, so here's another thing that she gets there. She's like, I did it. I just came to see you in Florida. And then there's this girl. We knew that scene was going to happen. It's the most obvious thing. Yeah. It's they did it in beaches. The best with you're wearing my robe. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great movie moment that keeps happening, but really The juice we want is when she saves his hand. Yes, and he says, "Call Mike. He's the most important
1: person to me." Yeah, the personal train, the trainer for the team. Yeah, yeah. The game is the game is the most important thing to me.
0: Yeah, and so it's it's and seeing her reaction that was super powerful. Couldn't have done without that whole thing that I've seen in every '80s movie.
1: Didn't need it, especially because they set it up that it wasn't going to be a problem. Yeah you know and then we never really touched on the fact that she went back on her word see that's what i'm saying like it doesn't it's not good enough <laughs> their story <laughs> yeah. you know i mean it's it's not good enough to really carry us through especially when the stakes of this fucking baseball game are so, so huge high. yeah
0: well also you they know? just can't fucking get it together what was wrong with these grown-ups it's crazy they're incapable of getting it together
1: yeah, no, it it, it it's wild. And, when he
0: saves and, Jenna Malone, I, I believe the intention is that he didn't even know she had a daughter.
1: He didn't know she had a daughter.
0: That's problematic.
1: There was, there's no reason she wouldn't have told him that by now.
0: No, they've been together too long. It's silly.
1: Yeah, it's very silly.
0: They, no, and they and, and again, paths. like
1: with this ball player, you know, coming to New York every once in a while. I mean, this is 1998, so the Yankees and Tigers are not in the same division mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, we're not doing the unbalanced schedule yet, but they still he would only be there like six days a year. Mm. You know, so I would have six loved to like six days out of every year. Six days out of every year. Oh, that's the go to the wall <laughs> and sleep with Bill. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to there just been more, you know, a little bit more drama in that, mm. right? Um because it just—I don't know—like it was just—it was just too slow moving. Maybe I don't know. The love story for me, uh, on the rewatch for sure, was was a real issue.
0: It's, well, it's it, it increases the runtime too much. You know, it, maybe yeah, the, the movie's a little maybe. bit too long, and it's because of that. Because they do the same trick with shorter stories. We learned a lot. Like I, the the payoff of I forget the pitcher's uh, the catcher's name, the outfielder's name rather that gets hit in the head. Mickey Hart. Mickey Hart. And he tells him, yeah. he's like, don't, don't let them make you the joke. Yeah. And then at the end, he catches it.
1: Catches that the ball. paid off beautifully. Crying. Crying. All I needed.
0: All I needed. Absolutely
1: crying when that happened. So good. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I felt Gus's relationship with him yes. was beautiful. The fact that Gus, tertiary character Gus, gets the big act three
1: speech. Yes.
0: He's like, we have you. We have you. Because right now, we don't suck. And that's
1: because we don't you. think. We don't sink right now. Yeah. And that's real. And that's again, like I feel like the baseball, um, you know, and I, I talked to a certain someone about this. He absolutely agreed. You know, he, he was like the, the what's happening at Yankee stadium is so cool and so wonderful. And, and there's so much stakes there. Like just stay there. You know, when you have a movie that's called for love of the game and you don't seem to trust the game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wild. Absolutely wild.
0: It's crazy. There is a little bit of magic to the fact that he's been so in his head and we've been so in his head that both he and us have failed to notice he's pitched a perfect game up until the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. Has
1: anybody been on base?
0: Yeah. He didn't notice. He's been in his head. He's just like, strike him (laughs) out. Strike him out. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about this whole career retrospective aspect of it. Because the fact that this is a man... That is looking back on his career and the fact that it's so late in the movie that we find out that he's injured, that he actually has returned from injury. And that is why everyone is treating him like he's on borrowed time. Right. First two thirds of the movie exists under the implication that everyone's treating him like this because he's kind of washed
1: up. Yes.
0: No, no. It's been a shitty season, but he's not officially washed up. The thing.
1: That's well, been- here's the thing real quick. As a baseball fan, he's got a three and a half ERA pitching in the, in the steroid area, era. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. So <laughs> that's an issue. <laughs> that's an issue. When I saw that come up on the screen, I was like, wait a second. No, 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 no. Like the average ERA in the major leagues during this season was like over four. Oh, wow. This guy's at three and a half. So he's good. Yeah. Like he's fine. Um, the other thing is again, we're going to talk about stakes, right? Like the the announcers don't mention the fact that he hasn't let on a let a base runner on until the seventh inning. Usually about inning five, we're talking about that. Yeah. Um. And everybody said he's a surefire Hall of Famer, <sighs> and that sort of decreases the stakes as well because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, so what? He wants his fucking he wants the cherry on top. Yeah. As opposed to. Boy, this guy's had a career, man. He's been really good. He's been really solid. He's dealt with some injuries. He's had some adversity. Uh, you know, he's had some up years, some down years. But here he is at the end, and he's going to throw a perfect game. That's more interesting. Yeah. You know, um, but I do. I do. You know, you you were saying about that we find out late that he's coming back from injury. I think that that kind of is like the twist. Yeah. Right. That we have to deal with. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool,
0: and he kind of blames her for it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no he gets real mean with her. Yeah. And that's that's he another that's me. another reason that it's like um okay, this woman and you have had kind of a tumultuous journey, but like you are treating her like absolute garbage right now. Like yeah, and I don't feel I don't feel bad what happens to you when you go to the art gallery. I don't feel bad for you at all.
0: He earned that. He earned that oh. whereas where some of her um inconsistencies, we'll say, in their relationship are all her. Yeah he's showing, he's being nothing but kind and generous. And she's the one that's like, like on their second date, she's just like, I almost didn't calm myself. Like, could you imagine? Like, I I know myself and he was so patient and so caring with her in that moment. And I was like, I would have been like, I was like, in my head, I'm like, you don't know her. This is your chance, like bounce. She's way too much.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that we're getting um, some some character development with this female character, um, but it's like, she's not likable. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> she's, she's, she's inconsistent, she's always trying to leave him. But then yeah. she becomes likable, and then he's a douche. They're just not yeah, on the she, same page. They,
1: yeah, they kind of like cross there.
0: When she finally uh, gets on board late, with late him. In the, late in the movie. Yeah. But like, it's so curious, and it's so curious that like, Sam Raimi put the him cutting his hand after the montage of both of the ladies asking him too many questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, mm-hmm. was he annoyed and second guessing his life? That didn't make sense to you. How did he cut his hand? His, one of his strongest suits is that he can clear the mechanism and focus.
1: Yeah. Also, any athlete not named Jason Pierre Paul who blew his fingers off with fireworks, I can't see that happening. Like, I can't really see a pitcher (laughs) like even using a table saw much less allowing himself to be distracted to the point of cutting his hand you know and maybe that's what they were going for with like oh he was distracted by the environment he was distracted by this wonderful you know love story that he's involved in And and what it it reads
0: as he was distracted by being annoyed by these chatty ladies and that's what I didn't like about it
1: yeah that's annoying because when you're building up the ladies asking you questions, like you're getting attention, yeah, that's good, yeah, like congratulations, you've reached uh, you know, boss level, <laughs> like they're into you, yeah, go was with just, that.
0: That was a weird Sam Raimi pacing thing that I was like, I'm not sure about this whole situation, um, mm-hmm. you
1: know, I don't know, but that's that's such a nitpicky thing, it's an interesting take, too, to to get that, like, because. That's that is such a wonderful montage, yeah. you know. That I didn't I didn't really read it. I never I've never read it as like he was annoyed by the girls. So
0: yeah, that's why I was like, oh, and they annoyed him so much. He was so distracted, and I only get that because at when they're fighting, he's like, you distract me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he was using a hammer too uh, to cut that piece of wood, which anybody will tell you that's really that's a mistake. You should use something that's specifically made you know, cut out for pushing wood. Yeah. Um, you know, or else you will, you will get, get injured pushing wood incorrectly.
0: Yeah. That was, that was a bit stressful. Um, stunning cameo by Daniel day cam of lost fame. Oh my God. In to save the day. I was like, that's
1: yeah. the guy from the movie that he's in the movie. <laughs> he's in the TV show. Uh, yeah. I wrote the guy from lost, Two exclamation points! Yeah. Um, so win, that's a that's a huge win. I had never clocked him before, no. right? Because I watched this movie and then and then watched Lost, but just forgot.
0: No, and now um, we finally have confirmation that he has in fact always been that beautiful. Oh yeah, he's the most beautiful man I've ever seen,
1: and he hasn't aged a day.
0: He's beautiful. I don't. I was like, oh, so you just look like that? Fantastic. Yeah. I thought surely this is your your. I'm a principal in an ABC network TV series, glow up. Like surely that's what that is. No, 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 no. Just beautiful.
1: Nope, and in his two lines, he does an outstanding job. I he's fully believe. He's an excellent believe, actor. Yeah. I fully believe that that's who that man is.
0: Yeah, he's great. So, how do we feel about this at the end? Like, I feel like the last fifteen minutes of Act Three go on a little bit too long because the movie's a little bit over after he pitches the perfect game. Mm-hmm. You know, but then we have the scene of him going back to the hotel and weeping, and it's it's yeah. moving and it's good juice for Costner, but like.
1: Okay. Again, it was over. Again, was over. The movie was he, over.
0: The movie was over. What we need? We straight the to the airport. Straight yeah, to the airport.
1: Either either we need to see like either Kelly Preston needs to Renee Russo with the hands in the stands, yeah. or like they don't get together.
0: Yeah, it was uh, that that last twelve minutes could go.
1: Yeah. And no, I'm with you, but we have to. But again, we have to wrap it up. Right, yeah. we have to wrap up the love story, and yeah. I just don't think it's necessary. It's not. I don't think it, it's necessary for them to end up together. I think that I think that the the the, the, the crux of this film is the game. Yeah, it really is. Power move, sending that baseball up
0: with the message oh, on it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> tell them I'm through for love of the for game.
0: Love of the game. <laughs> I started, I, that was the fourth time I started weeping in this movie.
1: Yeah, good shit. Yeah,
0: the game was the centerpiece of the movie. The relationship didn't really capture me, and it could have gotten the relationship in little like lost size flashbacks. Yeah,
1: you know? little doses. Yeah, but little the doses because because that's the thing, man. That's that's why this movie kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is that there's they're they're not focusing on the right thing, so it's all it has no to- identity.
0: It has no identity. It's because it's it's half a movie about the love story, half a movie about his love of the game, and yeah. the movie's called for love of the game. We need to right.
1: know,
0: uh, we can give a little more runtime to the love story. Right? And Kelly Preston really does a great job with some yeah, sure. dialogue that's really hard to make happen.
1: Oh, my God. Some of the dialogue in this thing is, is kindergarten level. Yeah, but she's,
0: she's, she's a real charmer, and she, and she really does it. Yeah. But um, I, I do have one question. How does this airport work? If he was on his way to London, why? how is it possible? There's, that's the London gate? Like
1: That's where London air takes off. Yeah, the one that, there's, one, there's gate. That one that one gate that one. There's one airline. Is that is that, that HP, one gate?
0: Is that HPN private? Private a uh, small Westchester airport where he can find her. Like how how did he stumble upon her?
1: Right, right. Are they at LaGuardia, JFK? And 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 why? Yeah, like he's not leaving with the team. Well, I guess he retired yeah. after that game. It was the second to last game of the season. Um, yeah. I don't know. And why is she there so early? Why he's, Why yeah? It didn't make sense. Why is why is she the only one leaving for London that day? Yeah, it's she's so the only weird. one.
0: It's she's the only one. Uh, but, but again, were, man,
1: we didn't need it. We didn't. didn't it. We did not need it. She could have like stayed, watched the game, and then we see her like you know in front of Big Ben later on. I don't there, know. Like it just
0: there was a way. There was a way to tighten up. Actually, all we really need to see is him getting on a flight to London, and we know what's happening.
1: Absolutely, that's it. Totally, yeah, we could
0: have tightened that whole thing up
1: totally totally i get it and i get the crying scene you know no new messages fine but it just felt it was either too it was either too much or not enough and i can't tell which at this point
0: also she watched the game and what a dick move to not call him after that game
1: at least send over yeah a chocolate covered strawberry or two you know where he's staying. you didn't show up there
0: yeah no that that thing is toxic and like i'm not sure sure
1: (laughs) but we should take a break Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these words from Rheingold. <laughs> you know, Andrew, as much as doing these episodes takes away from my video game time, I do really enjoy talking to you.
0: I enjoy talking to you too, CJ. But you know what's missing? I wish there was a way for us to communicate with our 17 listeners.
1: Oh, what if they were to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Icon or Ycon?
0: That's a fantastic start. And you know what else they should do? They should take a minute to subscribe to us on all of their favorite podcast apps.
1: Well, what are those iconic apps?
0: I mean, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Amazon Music? Do they, like, bring it to your door? No, they do not. Oh, okay, good. Back to the show. And we're back. We are. You're here, I'm here, I'm still Tinny, you're still smooth like butter, but we will (laughs) do our best to muddle through the next 30 minutes because... After all of that back and forth storytelling that was, as you said, disjointed, I think we need some focus. I think we need to take all these ideas and harness them and funnel them through some ephemeral questions.
1: Please allow me to introduce myself. I am CJ, but I'm not really here. Wow, wow. The soundtrack of this movie is a bunch of songs, but it hits your ear kind of queer. Wow, wow. They didn't pay for the right to any of this music. Wow, wow. So everybody else sang it that wasn't the real person. <laughs> that was my ephemeral question songs that had nothing to do with ephemeral questions, but I did want to touch on the fact. <laughs> All of the music in this movie is bootlegged. Did you notice? It is
0: all covers.
1: It's all covers.
0: Yeah. It's all covers and soundalikes. Be like, oh, that kind of sounds like that song that I knew that you wanted.
1: Sort of. Sounds like every single. I was like, really? This is 1998, people.
0: None of the originals. They kept that budget tight.
1: I guess so. Oh, my $50
0: million budget.
1: Unbelievable. Very sad when that happens. Yeah, Very sad.
0: they paid a lot of money for that really ballady underscoring that they kept using, though. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the like the the uh, what are they when they yeah, yeah, those the the wind chimes chimes. Yeah, they love those fucking chimes.
0: Yeah.
1: So oh, I was what like, what am I do? watching? It was, was weird. Yeah. I, I
0: wasn't quite wild about the music, but we don't have to talk about that right now. What worked okay. about this movie for you, CJ?
1: Two and two to Harvey Keen, Vin Scully. Yeah. Vin Scully worked for me. And even Steve Lyons, who I sort of hate as well. The announcers, man, the announcers of the of the game. I mean, they are like out there saying names and numbers that would never be in a major league baseball game. <laughs> um, but listening to those two guys talk and, you know, that, that two and two to Harvey Keen, like that's a very famous clip. Uh, of a Sandy Koufax perfect game that he threw in the sixties and, you know, listening to Vin like just wax poetic about Billy chapel and his career and the ownership situation. I mean, it just gave such a wonderful authenticity to this movie. Uh, It was really, really, really terrific. And, you know, we don't, we, we don't have Vin anymore. Uh, He retired from the radio and TV. Uh, So anytime that I get to listen to Vin Scully, it's just, uh, it's just icing on the cake. And I think that, you know, that sort of leads to a, a bigger point about what worked in this movie. And that, that, that's the baseball. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are, there are some issues. We've got, uh, you know, at first I was really excited because that kid that he meets in the tunnel, mm-hmm. he's, like, he's like, oh, they just called me up, you know, for the last two games. I'm like, okay, yeah, September call up, fine. And he's got a high number. Mm-hmm. He's wearing number 60. And I'm like, oh, shit, nice. They got that right. And then the first batter for the Yankees is wearing like number 61. I was like, oh, my God. And as they were walking into Yankee Stadium, you know, they had a Derek Jeter and a Paul O'Neill T-shirt, like, on display because it was obviously just B-roll from a real game. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, like, they're just going to, like, go real here. Um, You know, because the 1998 Yankees are, like, one of the greatest teams that ever played. Um, But so to get, you know, to get some high numbers, like, that was a little disappointing. But all of the baseball stuff, throwing, you know, over the guy's head when he crowds the plate, you know, thinking about what pitch you're, the batter is throwing versus the pitcher's what they're thinking about, like that was all wonderful. I will say that anytime you watch a no hitter or a perfect game, there's always one spectacular play. Mm-hmm. This game had like way too many spectacular plays.
0: <laughs> it was very exciting. It was a very exciting game. It was exciting it wasn't very game. exciting,
1: but it was like every yeah. every play is almost a hit. No, I understand why that needed to be there. Um, yeah. But all in all, the baseball was what really worked for me. And I'd be curious, and I think that, you know, the 18 would be curious as well. What worked for you? So do you know what? I, As you know that part of us doing these
0: these sort of hybrid new universes, these creations, um, it's been really interesting as far as my journey with my relationship to baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've slowly been getting into it more. And then it was great that before – Field of Dreams, we actually went to a game and it was my first game and I'm 38 years old and I was like, I understand why this is fun for people. You know, like, I got it immediately. I was like, what is not to like? I enjoyed every element of this. Yeah. Um, you know, and then so going back and watching another baseball movie after that, specifically this movie, this movie has genuinely galvanized my sort of what's the word I'm looking for? My budding love of the game. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Like, it really sort of pushed it over the edge. So, I saw uh, Bull Durham. I was like, how fun, how cool, how interesting. I don't know this world. I see a baseball game. I watch Field of Dreams. I was like, oh, beauty, love, beauty, passion. Uh, We've steamrolled over all our history except for this. This is history. We are connected. We are one. Into it, already buying into the narrative of it. I watched this movie, and what worked for me the most was that I understand, and I'm going to get a little bit emotional, though, but, like, Everyone is talking to this man about how it might be time to hang it up. And he's having these volatile reactions to it. And the movie does such a great job explaining because you're asking him to give up something that is part of his identity. Like he has made a blood oath to this game. He has given the best years of his life he has given so much of his energy his focus so much of his physical stamina so much of his precious time time which you don't get back he's given this and and that's why that man sitting across from being like i think you've got to be like one of the greats and and no one to just hang it up that's why he's fucked up about it and i got that and i had such a, a new respect for athletes and that career path, after watching him go through this movie, watching how he has to shut everybody out and focus, watching how the baggage he brings onto the mound it affects his game, but it also makes him strong. You know, like he's able to achieve things that he otherwise could not because of this baggage. Yeah, it's just, he's
1: channeling it for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, it's 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 just so cool. So what worked for me, I love, is is that I finally understand. <laughs> this level of commitment and I understand why this level of commitment deserves the love that it gets from across the country. It's a powerful thing. It's a very, very special thing.
1: It's it's as special as it gets, man. Yeah. And you know, the, uh, the relationship that people have to baseball just oftentimes has very little to do with baseball. Mm. You know, it's not a sport. It's a pastime. Yeah. And you watch it And because there, because there is so much time, you know, to clear the mechanism in between pitches, you're able to connect with the people that you're with. Yeah. You know, you're able to have those conversations and it's, you know, you don't get distracted because nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden something really exciting is happening. And then all of a sudden nothing is happening. And so you're able to connect with the people and, you know, it's, it's just a wonderful, beautiful, magical game and always has been. So.
0: Oh yeah, and and well, and, and like I said, when we went talking to see, seeing people, other people experience the game, huge fans talking to the woman on the escalator, how excited she was about the picture I was going to get to see today, I was like, uh, I was like, this is so special. Like it's it's about the community event of it
1: as yes. much as it is about the actual game like absolutely it, absolutely and you talk about community man i mean i love i love this movie the bartender hates yankee fans oh yeah and it's just like that is like the the fan bases of of 29 other teams are like yes absolutely we hate yankee fans <laughs> you know because they that's that's what they are they are the annoying rude guy at the bar who obviously has a lot of money and feels like he can just talk like that and be disrespectful you Very know disrespectful. um and when you're a fan of another team, it's like, yeah, I hate the Yankees, hate them, hate them, hate them. But then you think about like the Yankee fan base; they're just people too, yeah. You know, just they happen to win all the time. Um, and so it's a nice like little microcosm of society. Uh, but yeah, when you walk down the street, I mean, my my wife does it all the time. She sees anybody with a Mets shirt, she'll just scream LGM at them. And I'm like, <laughs> they have no idea what that means. Like that's a hashtag that you're yelling at them. But just the <laughs> excitement that she gets. You know, from seeing somebody in a Met hat, it's like, wow, okay, yeah, it's we cool. are the a community of Met fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's very, very cool. I Legit. After this, I was like, well, I, I got to go see another game now. now. Now, now I'm into it. I just can't. I, I, I was so moved by it. I think it's so interesting and so cool. The dynamic between him and his coach, and his or manager rather, it's a manager, manager, right? manager. Yep. Him and his manager, manager and baseball. he's just like, I don't ask you for anything. I'm throwing a gust today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like never yeah. asked you for anything.
1: And then Gus comes through with the double and the run scored.
0: And then Gus comes through. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. You know what? And, and, and another thing, like, no, I'm saving this. What didn't work for
1: you? What didn't work for me um, was Sam Tuttle bunting in the seventh inning to try to break up a no hitter. Mm. Bush. That's Bush. Um, just want to say that out loud. Um, no, what didn't work for me again, I sort of touched on it. I felt like we had a little bit of an underdeveloped relationship in Billy and what's her name? Kelly Preston's character and her name Jane. was Jane. Jane. Yeah, Jane. I felt like it was just I was I didn't know the importance of it. Yeah. it felt to me like every other love story. Yeah. Right? Like you said, like we've seen that scene a hundred times,
0: a hundred you know? times. I,
1: I, I of really appreciate to see another girl in his house. It was so obvious. Yeah. Of course her car was broken down. Yeah. You know, and, and he like swooped in and, and the guy knew him and he saved her. It was just like, no, it's not, that's not enough, you know, to take away from what's happening at Yankee stadium. Yeah. You know, um, well- go ahead go ahead okay uh so i just felt i I would have wanted i would have loved to have seen a little bit less of that
0: Mm -hmm. uh
1: a little bit more of like some flashbacks with gus or like other players on the team or other you know other people in the game um because for love of the game is the the name of the movie (laughs) um and a little bit less of the love story and a different ending I, I didn't need to see like you said that last little bit of them like working it out and like making out on the floor and that old man giving him side eye like I didn't really need that I would yeah. have rather you leave it ambivalent um, you leave it with him like you said getting on a plane or them not getting together at all yeah because the most the most important thing in this one is the game he's got to think about the game the so, game the game the game got to so that's what didn't work for me. See,
0: and so this is why I saved it, because I knew that what I was about to say was going to tie into that, and I didn't want to ruin it. Because the movie's call for love of the game, your whole narrative device is flashing back from the perfect game that he pitched at the end of his career. Exactly. No sub-storyline should have nearly as much screen time as the game. And the love story almost has as much screen time as the game. I
1: think it has more it, it felt that, like it had more.
0: It felt like it had more, but maybe that's because they were speaking slowly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very deliberate speech.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. How many times uh, is he going to walk out of a venue to chase her down the street? How many times did we see that scene?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it was. It was the same thing over and over. Over and over. Like there was, it wasn't moving. I was or annoyed. It was moving in like, the same direction.
0: I was like, why can't we get
1: it together? Yeah. No, it it just, it just took away. It took away from the main focus, you
0: know? Um, So what didn't work for me is that this is 1999 and I had forgotten that 20 years ago, there were so many things that we used to just say that are not okay. And there's, (laughs) I will not repeat them on this program, but there were some words lobbed carelessly that are dated and cringy. They are yep. racially inappropriate. Yep. They are as far as they're insensitive to the LGBTQIA community. Yep. There is some really problematic misogyny involved. Sure. And the thing that killed me the most was that I made a list and I made the choice before we started recording that I'm not going to repeat these words. Okay. Because I, I,
1: you could put it together. Yeah, I think um, if you've seen the movie at this yeah, point. Yeah, you,
0: you know what? what I'm talking about. But like, every one of those words was used for comedic effect. Yeah. And that's what it didn't like. I was like, wow. wow, with,
1: wow, wow. with the with the people uh, that those words may have disparaged not in on the joke. Yep. You know, I, I just, I, I will, I do want to say that. I think that okay. that's very important. It you know, is, that, well, it is. It, it was that, it was that awesome. comedy, comedy is a thing that we mm-hmm. must protect. Yes. Because if important. we can't laugh, we're dead. Um, but everybody has to be in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And, it ha- and they have it has to feel like, oh, yeah, I'm OK with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I heard that, I was like, oh, I had forgotten how charged that
1: word was. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. I mean, late 90s, uh, United States of America is it's a different that's a different it's different stratosphere, man.
0: You know, it feels so recent, but it's been a long 20 years. 20 years. So it's been a long 20 years. It just feels yeah. recent because you know, you don't realize how time passes, but a lot, of, a, a lot of the conversation has changed and that yep. dialogue would never get photographed today. Nope. Yeah. Not so, at all. Yeah. That's what didn't work for me. I was just like, yikes.
1: Or photographed in that, in the way that it was, in, in the
0: way that it was. I was like, Kelly yeah. Preston, why are you saying those words on a date? Like-
1: yeah. 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 But You know, it's good that we have these things, and it's good that the dialogue is happening and the conversation continues.
0: We have to because in that way, well, because the bar for what our comfort level is with accepting these things changes, and that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that there's a visible bar moving in the past 20 years. Some would argue the bar has not moved far enough, um, and that's accurate. Well, it's
1: disappointing. It's disappointing that there's a bar at all. uh,
0: Yeah, that's true. Does this movie make your desert island top five?
1: You know, it's close. Um, it's a really great film. I'm glad that I got to check it out again. I'll definitely, it's definitely now going to be in the, um, the springtime rotation. Um, but I just wanted more baseball. Mm. And, you know, I wonder, I always, when I'm watching these sports movies, I'm always like, okay, how do I feel about this? Do I feel about this because of my background in entertainment? Or do I feel about this because of my background in sports? Um, And unfortunately, when you have a movie that's called For Love of the Game and the baseball isn't the most important thing in it, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it off the Desert Island.
0: I feel that. I I I really... I I got to Act 3 and I really wanted this movie to make the Desert Island because I did enjoy it. I liked it a lot. And then I had to take stock of the fact that I... I thought the love story made me miserable. Watching them talk to each other made me so sad. It it was just
1: not horrible great to it each was, other. It was like a, an unhealthy middle aged man with an unhealthy middle aged you know less slightly less than middle aged woman just not realizing anything, not picking up each other's cues, you know, not be not being. What they said they were going to be, and then being something different, and like it just—it took too long. It took too long.
0: Yeah, and, I, it was so messy the whole time that I had no confidence. And, no confidence that yeah, they'll be able to and, get it together at the end. I, I
1: didn't want them to get it together. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't like. I didn't like. I, I like. I said I wept more when Mickey Hart made the play. Oh, it
0: was so good, and his face you know? too. Because immediately yeah. you didn't even remember, was just like, hold your head up, go out there. And like you know, don't Don't let let make you the
1: joke. Make you the joke. You know, go catch that fucking ball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not enough. Not enough to get it there. I think you know. I would like to see. I'd like to see the uh, Snyder cut on this one. Yeah. To see maybe if he, you know, if he'd be able to fix it. (laughs) He can fix anything. Uh. So yeah. Yeah. Not Um, enough abs. Not enough. Too much love story.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bonus question. You ready? I Make this same script with another sport and another star.
1: Make an aging superstar have one last hurrah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it actually happened last year with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks winning the Super Bowl. So I'm going to stay away from football. Let's go you know what, Liz, let's go. Well, no, that kind of happened in Ted Lasso. Uh, so I didn't okay, watch so it. Now I, I'm a- Should I? The silence is not a
0: glitch. Everyone.
1: He's Ted just in shock. Lasso is amazing. And yeah. I'm not just saying that
0: you're the third person. that told me I would love
1: it. No, it is so, so, so good. Uh, so good. Okay. Let's go hockey. Mm. Let's go hockey and let's say that the year is 1970. So like early seventies, hockey, Okay. much harder game, much more physical, much tougher to play. And let's put Brando in the leading role. Wow. Okay. Let's put Brando in the leading role and let's have Shirley McLean play Jane. Okay. Yeah, so Brando he and he's an enforcer. No, he's a defenseman. He's a scoring defenseman in 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 the in the vein of Bobby Orr. Mhm. Um, yeah, and he, uh, has had a good career, but I'm going to, I'm going to change the script a little bit and say that, uh, you know, he was a little up and down in his career. Um, and he gets to the end and like, all of a sudden he's having like the season of his life and halfway through the season. So like the love story is kind of sprinkled in here and there. She's, she's, she is a groupie. She's Mm -hmm. a huge fan. Uh, having this season, he breaks his leg and then he comes back for the playoffs and goes on a great run. And then they lose game seven of the Stanley cup finals, Marlon Brando and Shirley McLean in for love of the game. eh?
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. What do you got? I would watch that. All right. Mine is, I'm going to go with soccer. And I'm going to say it's starring Diego Luna and Kelly Ooh. Marie Tran. So we have a bit of a Star Wars callback, but they weren't yeah. in the same Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think they would make an amazing couple. Yeah, sure. I think she's, she, if anyone could sell me erratic and inconsistent, like she would make it charming. Oh, yeah. She would totally. make it so sweet. And he would, he He would be a brilliant soccer star. He's in his forties now. You know, I could buy that he's—he looks so young still. Oh, sure. We could make it look like he's aging out of being a soccer star. How, How long do soccer players usually last?
1: Well, it depends. I mean, uh, sometimes they can they can get up into their their 30s or late 30s, early 40s. You know, I've huh. seen that I've seen that happen for sure. It's hard soccer's hard to keep track of, man. There's too many damn leagues.
0: So many leagues, yeah.
1: You know, like uh, you know, we're 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 getting good at like focusing on it in this country now. Um, you know, if you have the chance, I would strongly recommend checking out the USL Championship League. It's one step below MLS. They got a great team. A couple great teams out in California as well. So if you're listening in California, go check them out in, uh, you know, Northern California, maybe we'll see.
0: They call it no Cal, don't they?
1: I might <laughs> <You> never know. <laughs> you never know.
0: Uh, all right. It's time for your special award. What's your special award, CJ? Jay.
1: Okay. So my special award for, for love of the game is the 2006 Mets, had a chance to go to the world series. They were a really amazing team. Um, They went down in game seven of the nationally championship series. So one step below the world series Uh, they lost in game seven, but they were down two runs in the bottom of the 10th inning or the bottom of the ninth inning. It was late, real late in the game. I can't remember if it was the ninth or 10th bases loaded down two runs the best, their best player at the plate. It's all set up. I mean, this is it like this is this is the Mets are going to go to the World Series. He's going to get a hit. He's going to at least tie the game, if not, like hit one over the fence to win the game. Uh, And he watched the first pitch go by. And then I think he fouled off the second pitch. And then he watched maybe the greatest curveball ever thrown go by, but he didn't even swing. Mm -hmm. And the Mets season was over and his name was Carlos Beltran. It is Carlos Beltran. Uh, so I'm going to give for love of the game, the Carlos Beltran award for not taking advantage of the situation. Wow. 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 Wow! You had a chance to hit a home run on for love of the game. They all, everybody did. Everybody was involved. You've had, you got some of you've got some of the great, great acting performances. I mean, like you said, JK Simmons, as the manager John C so Riley is Gus Sinski. I mean even the the peripheral guys like the the jerk yankee fan, he was great. You know Kelly Preston did a great job. Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone was awesome. She's a great actress. Great kid actor, man. Like it's so good. Everything was set up. The bases were juiced. You're playing at home. You know, it this was this was a curveball that you just had to hit it cuz it, the movie is kind of like a curveball. It's like a weird you know, confluence and there's a lot of twists and turns and bends, if you will. Uh, And you just, you blew it. Oh man. You blew it. (laughs) Carlos Beltran award. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear yours.
0: Mine is the crash Davis award. Oh, I like it. In bolder. Crash Davis has this fantastic monologue where he tells Annie all of the things that he believes in. And it's very, very famous. And he mentions something about long, slow, deep, wet kisses. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's all we got in this movie. Because for some (laughs) reason, all of the energy (laughs) that should have been in the editing bay went into making sure that Jane and Billy... Sloppily, sloppily make out. Yeah. And just when I had gotten over it, because I love a good kissing sequence, but I was like, oh, they're like, it's like it's it was always like weird. They end the movie with one. And I was like, oh, it was a choice. Because this is what passion looks like, I suppose. (laughs) So they get the Crash Davis Award, otherwise known as the Sloppy Wet Kisses Award.
1: (laughs) And I'm sticking to it. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, it's 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 not lost on me that you know that, that that line that he gives her his third question.
0: Yeah, how do you like how do how do you
1: like to be kissed?
0: Oh, yeah, and because it was supposed to take us back to that movie, right? It was absolutely supposed to. Take there was actually um, right. there was this NBC show that was like Friday nights. It was just like a weird like filler show that they would do, and they would have this woman host. And When for Love of the Game came out, I remember this when I was a kid. When for Love of the Game came out. Uh, she did a scene where they cut her into it. They cut her into that scene. And Hmm. when he says, how do you like to be kids? She's like, I already saw this 10 years ago. Long, slow, deep, wet. You know the answer. You (laughs) know the answer, Kevin.
1: (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: So it was totally intentional to say that, to set it up like that. And so we all felt that way. But then he showed us. He showed us often. He showed I, it to yeah. us.
1: Yeah. Quite a few for times. For a long time.
0: Yeah. There <laughs> were long sequences. Long make-out sequences.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a missed opportunity, unfortunately. Totally, totally.
0: But, but, it is, but it is good for what it is and for what it set out to do. And I did enjoy it a great deal. I liked it. And like I said, his relationship with the game was very inspiring. Very, very inspiring. I was very, very moved by that. Oh, Totally. But is this movie an icon or a Y-con?
1: Oof. Well, you know, right from the jump, we've got actual home videos of Kevin Costner um, and his dad. That I is his know. dad credited <laughs> on IMDb. Um,
0: so sweet.
1: Yeah, and I think. Uh, yeah, I think because it misses the mark on a few levels, it hits on so many. But it doesn't take advantage of the things that it can or could have or should have, Uh, I'm going to have to say it's a Y con. Okay. Um, And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sadly say that because I think it's an excellent movie. I just think that it doesn't do enough with what it has and it doesn't play enough on its strengths and the weaknesses are, are sort of exposed. Mm hmm. That I'm calling it a Y-Con.
0: Okay. I respect yeah. that.
1: And I hate that, but I, I, but I have to.
0: But all of that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you, what do you think?
0: I'm going to call it an
1: icon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me.
0: Yeah. We have a couple of things working in favor. its favor. It's the first big feature for uh, Sam Raimi. You know, it's the first time he's commanding a budget of this level, commanding stars of this caliber. Uh-huh. Right, so it's one sure. of those movies. It is also the third baseball movie that Kevin Costner films. So there's some yeah. weight to it. Like when he, when we found out he was doing this, there was a bit of a situation behind that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's also a very powerful post Waterworld performance because <laughs> Waterworld really did a number on his career. Sure, and it, it, it really pushed that narrative of how difficult he was as far as post production goes. Mm -hmm. and also it's an icon because i've seen a lot of movies and i've loved a lot of movies and i can vibe with a lot of sports movies i always get on board with the narrative but this is the first baseball movie i've ever seen that made
1: me interested in digging deeper into the game that's fascinating
0: yeah they always get me to a place of oh how cool that this team came together or these characters uh, were very inspiring. I always leave the baseball aspect behind. A League of Their Own is one of my favorite movies. I'm not really interested in the baseball aspects of that movie. It's about those ladies,
1: mm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I love the major league movies, but I always love the comedy about the major league movies.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, this is the first one that I was like, wow, these guys are under a lot of pressure and we need to fucking back off and let them play their game. <laughs> the first time I clocked that, like so for me, it's an icon.
1: Wow, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I'm fully, I'm fully on board, and I support that.
0: Oh my gosh, we did the Costaverse, CJ.
1: The Costaverse is now uh, canon. The, con- the Costaverse is canon in life. It's yeah. canon. It's real. It exists. It's real. Um, You know, hopefully, people are going to be arguing about it for centuries to come.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I need a little breather after Cosniverse. so I say we take next week off.
1: Okay. Yeah. Maybe, okay. Maybe, a week may- off. Wow. Maybe we've er- we've earned it.
0: We've earned it. We've yeah. earned it. Yeah. Maybe we do a little clip show, something short.
1: Ooh, so get, I love a clip yeah, show. Do
0: do a quick little clip show. Some of my some of my best, most inappropriate moments, and some of your wonderful songs, and we'll have a little musicale maybe i don't know
1: oh my god that's so exciting i'm very I'm, I'm i'm here for that um but ironically i won't be here for that so you,
0: you won't you won't but it'll be brilliant yeah. It'll be brilliant. Yeah. and then and then we'll pick up again the week after with what i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know all
1: right well we'll talk off panel about that and then we'll see what we come up with Wait, but, hold on uh, hold on press pause we should ha- we should say what we're doing yeah well, Andrew, you know, you did, you did say A League of Their Own. I actually love that movie. Right. And we have spent some time talking about Hollywood and baseball. Yes. Baseball movies are a thing that they make. Yeah. Um, why don't we look at the Hollywood ball? Are you about to
0: make another universe in front of me? You're about to fucking just make up a universe?
1: I think so. I think so. And I think that there's a way to do it. So stay tuned, everybody. Next week is the clip show. And after that, we're going to go into the Hollywood ball.
0: I'm excited and scared. Me too. All right. Okay. But we we can only make up one more universe and then we have to go back to a real one.
1: Okay. I mean... I I will try my best to stick to that. I just think
0: make no promises.
1: I make I make no promises especially when you consider the wonderful kids movies.
0: Oh my gosh, there's so many good kids baseball movies too.
1: With with the game. But I'll I'll just I'll right. stick to Hollywood for now and then uh you know maybe maybe just for kids becomes a thing because it's baseball, man. 9 innings, 9 movies. That's the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. All right, okay. well, we will talk about this off-panel, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Excellent. I'm our I'm Andrew David Sotomayor.
1: I'm CJ LaRoche, and we want to hear your thoughts as well, so make sure you follow us, comment, like, subscribe, all the things on the social media, and we'll see you... Next time. Next time.